Hello, creative strategist. Thank you so much for being here today. I can never say that enough. This is Star Jerry's coming at you again this week with another awesome episode of The Creative Strategist. Today I'm sitting with my good friend and former colleague, Mr. Alex Cuevas. Alex is going to walk us through what it means to sell sponsorship. I know a lot of you don't even know what sponsorship sales is, so we will definitely cover that. How to match your audience with the perfect brand and best practices for outreach, follow-up, and of course, closing the deal. Now, this episode isn't just for sponsorship account executives or advertising salespeople. No, this one is for everyone who is selling something, which is all of us. Even if you're a creative or a one-man or one-woman show, you're selling yourself, my friend. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about Alex. Alex Cuevas is the Manager of Advertising and Marketing at the University of Southern California, or USC. In this role, he oversees the advertising and sponsorship revenue for the Division of Student Affairs. Leveraging the various on-campus events, as well as the communication platforms used to engage students, faculty, and staff, Alex has been able to generate significant revenue for the division while providing value to the student experience. Prior to this role, Alex worked in media with the Los Angeles Times and La Opinion, respectively, where he managed millions of dollars in advertising revenue. And if that's not enough, he was also the director of sponsorships at the Major League Soccer Club Chivas USA and managed the business development at Fairplex, where he and I worked together. But before we get into Alex's episode, let me read you the review of the week. All right, our first review of the week comes from Todd75273. I love this screen name. Todd writes, I'm currently growing a business and Star is providing insanely valuable strategies, tactics, and tips to help me reach a larger and more valuable audience. I learn something new every time I listen to an episode. I love the idea of starting with why, and I can see how it'll inform all future decisions. I'm excited to keep learning more creative strategies to grow my online presence. Thanks, Star. Thank you so much, Todd. Guys, I can't tell you how much your reviews mean to me. You all keep me going. The support for my podcast has already been so amazing. I can't believe it. And we're only on episode three. This is a new process for me and I'm having so much fun doing it, but hearing your reviews and knowing you all are out there listening really gives me the boost I need to keep going for it, keep bringing you this amazing content, keep working on these shows, and not to mention your reviews help me get amazing guests like Alex on the show. And I know you all want to learn from the best of the best, so please leave a positive review. You can put me on pause and go ahead and do it right now if you'd like. I would really appreciate it. You all are awesome. Okay, let's get to it. You're listening to The Creative Strategist. I'm your host, marketing and sales expert, Star Jerry's, and I'm here to help you use storytelling, design, and entrepreneurial thinking to develop your brand's voice, boost sales, and stay relevant in an ever-changing marketplace. Join in on my conversations with seasoned professionals and take away best practices to help you forge ahead in your career. Again, I'm Star Jerry's, the creative strategist. Let's get started. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on the show. 
Thank you for having me. Really uh, excited and happy to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm really happy to have you. You have taught me so much, and I am so excited that you're on the show to teach our listeners kind of a little snippet of what you taught me over the year and some change that we worked together. Yeah, happy to do so. Anything I can do to help. Well, I can say firsthand, again, that I've learned a ton of things from you in terms of sales and particularly sponsorship sales. When we worked together at Fairplex, since that was kind of our role there, we were both doing sponsorship sales and you, of course, were more senior. So I got to learn from someone like you, which was great. And you taught me a lot about forging relationships from nothing, really. And a lot about follow-up, developing strong, well-rounded programs for my clients by bringing in different aspects of the business like food and beverage, entertainment, etc. So I know you have a ton of insight to provide, and I'm just going to dive right into these questions. All right, let's get started. So before we get too deep into it, can you explain to our listeners what sponsorship sales is? And then I want to hear all about how you got into this field. Yeah, sure. Uh, So sponsorship sales essentially is access to a certain segment or specific demographic through various platforms. So that could be anything from activation, um, you know, communication uh, through leveraging our our media platforms. Um, And so like to give an example, my current role, it would provide corporate partners access to college students at a prestigious university in the second largest market in the country. So essentially it's just access to, to you know, particular demographic or, or, or audience. So again, in my case, it's providing access uh, to corporate partners for, uh, to college students. That's really helpful. I feel like whenever I tell people that I did sponsorship sales, everyone's first question is, what is that? I don't know what that is. Yeah, is that I mean, what you get I, to? You know, there's a, a variety of different ways that people perceive sponsorship, right? I mean, there's, you know, in my role, it's sponsorship of particular events, as I mentioned before, and, and it's really is more of a marketing type of sponsorship. Because there's also sponsorship specifically in higher education, whether they think that they're donating things or they're sponsoring a student or whatever the case may be. So, you know, clarification is certainly important. Yeah, that's very true. And coming from the marketing side now, when people present sponsorship to me, it's oftentimes in a nonprofit capacity. I'm so glad that I have you on. Yeah, right. That's the typical perception. But I'm glad I have you on to speak to the to the marketing sales portion of that, because it is something very different, even though it can kind of fall under the same category as it pertains to the budget the marketing manager has set aside. Correct. So yeah, that's that's really great. But now that we have kind of clarified what sponsorship sales is, how did you get started in sales, marketing, and advertising? Did you just fall into it? I know so many of us do that. I, I kind of did. Or did it always interest you? Tell me about your zero to one and then how you got to where you are today. Sure. Um, so like you mentioned, most people somehow fall into the industry. Uh, for me specifically, it was a similar case. Um, I had just started with the LA Times in in the customer service department, and uh, one of my colleagues shortly after joining the Times left onto a sales role selling classified ads in a newspaper way back when people actually still did that. Um, you know, he thought I would do well uh, in sales, so I uh, took a leap of faith and and connected with the folks he was working with them with him. I applied, and I was fortunate enough to get the job. So that was essentially my my first you know um, uh, opportunity in sales. And then, you know, once I was in it, I realized that I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't fully understand sales or marketing until I really got immersed into it. 
but then once I was there, I quickly realized that one, I was good at sales and two, it just came naturally. Um, I think if you do have the right personality of something or an industry that you can completely thrive in. Um, so for me, it just, it just lend itself well to my skill set. Um, as far as how I got here, where I'm at now, well, you know, as I mentioned, my story began with the LA times, uh, which is the foundation of my career. Really, um, that's where I learned everything from how to be a professional, business etiquette, uh, to understanding complex data, how to leverage it, and how to cultivate relationships. You know, as I mentioned, these these are really truly the foundations of my career and how I was able to build it and thrive. Um, from there, I took a job at La Pinion, which for for those of you who don't know, it's the largest Spanish largest Spanish language newspaper in the country. Uh, it was a really fantastic experience for me because, you know, there I got to really dive deep into the national scene. Um, I was handling national accounts. I, you know, managed about four or five million dollars worth of business, and I, you know, I worked extensively with various advertising agencies. I had the opportunity to travel across the country, where you know, I would do presentations and pitch various ideas. Um, and it also provided me an opportunity to manage national projects. So, you know, I was I was a lead and responsible for programs that yielded millions of dollars in revenue. Um, so it was a really, really great experience for me. Um, and as you know, as, as I think I mentioned before, you mentioned in my in the intro. From there, I jumped onto sports, and you know how I got into sponsorship was that uh, while I was at La Pinion, one of the categories that I handled was sports. Um, and my client Chivas USA, he was the vice president of sales and marketing, reached out to me because they were um, they were in, in need for a director of sponsorships who uh, the previous person had just left. And since he had worked with me for the last couple of years, he knew how, you know, how, how well I worked and he just thought I'd be a good fit. So, um, you know, I took the position. Um, I learned a lot. It was very challenging circumstances. Um, the team just got sold like three months after I started. Uh, but it was a great way to learn kind of the trial by fire. And, you know, I was able to uh, thrive under those circumstances. Um, and it was great because I got to network with other folks in the sponsorship world that really just opened up a whole new world to me. Um, you know, I was there for about a year, a little bit over a year. Um, but then I took a job close to home where, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet USTAR and, uh, you know, work with some great people and really refine my sponsorship skills, you know, learning how to connect with various internal departments, uh, how to develop integrated sponsorships, partnering with our food and beverage department, for example, our ticket office, where we put together some really cool uh, beverage uh, uh, programs that were, uh, again, as I mentioned, integrated where there was a marketing piece, but there was also um, opportunities for us to pour beverages that yielded, you know, additional incre incremental revenue, as well as like ticket sales that were driving folks to the uh, respective uh, retail locations and driving folks back to our venue. Uh, and then last I took this role at USC where um, it's, it's been a great ride thus far. Um, I was tasked to build a sponsored department for student affairs from scratch. Um, and through all my various experiences that I was able to garner throughout the years, I was able to put together a strategy a structure and a foundation that has seen my department grow. We just uh, just hired a, a rep. We're in the process of probably hiring another uh, operations person and then maybe eventually an, another sales rep. Um, so things are going really well. That's great. It's so nice to hear your trajectory because interwoven in all the things that you mentioned, it was meeting a person and then meeting another person and meeting another person. And they saw you from scene to scene, from place to place, which again goes back to the relationships like we've always talked about, just forging those relationships and continuing to build and, and chase opportunities. That's, that's great. 
I completely echo your sentiment. I mean, as, as you mentioned initially, you know, I, I'm a big believer in relationships, building rapport with people, uh, doing the right thing uh, and just really creating value. So uh, it served me well throughout my career. Um, you know, uh, as I mentioned, I, I've been lever- able to leverage relationships in business. They become personal friends. And so, you know, it's, it's a great, uh, uh, you know, strategy in terms of, you know, how to really thrive in your career. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I feel like that's really played a big part in in my career too. So you're just solidifying what a lot of people tell you. It's one thing to network, but I think it's an entirely different thing to really forge and maintain a relationship. So thanks for being such a great example for that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So now I want to ask you about strategy. I love talking strategy. Of course, it's in the name of the show, you know? Right. <laughs> but now I really want to talk about strategy. Now that we know what sponsorship sales is and we've gotten to know a little bit more about you and how you got to where you are today, how do you find the perfect brands for your audience? And then once you think that you found that perfect brand for your audience, how do you then prove to those brands that you have the perfect audience that's going to be receptive to their message? Do you utilize a lot of data points or what does it look like when you make that pitch? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so strategies, as I think, as I mentioned, I sell access to college students, but so do several other universities across the country. So the question is, what separates USC from other institutions? And well, that's where data comes in. I sell facts. Um, I provide prospective sponsors all the relevant data from basic ethnic and gender breakdown to more complex data like media consumption, lifestyle and income information. As more and more data is available, it's crucial that you have a deep understanding of your audience. And you'll find that every marketing dollar is more scrutinized now. So sponsors want to make sure that they're connecting with the right audience. So again, data is absolutely crucial. As far as finding the right sponsors, a lot of that has to do with your company's mission. And again, who your audience is. For me, it's college, obviously, as college students. So I need to make sure that they are appropriate sponsors that will add value to the student experience and make sure that they coincide with the university's values. So for example, we don't go after alcohol or cigarette companies. We you know, we go after partnerships that are a little bit more aligned with the university's messaging. So like, I'll give you an example. We just partner with uh, USC Keck uh, Medicine or with like Kaiser Permanente, which we just actually just closed today, uh, who advocate, you know, healthy well-being, uh, things of that nature. Uh, or like sponsors like Target, who work with students providing everyday college supplies or, you know, opportunities for scholarships, things of that nature. So it's just really You know, one, obviously it's data for sure, because they have to be the right audience. It has to be the right platform that's going to deliver. And then two, just you have to take a look at what, you know, who your audience is, what your company's mission is, and then aligning the the right sponsors with it. Yes. I have been nodding my head like ridiculously the (laughs) entire time you've been talking. Have you seen those videos with the little cockatoos that are rocking out to the music? That's what I look like over here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. <laughs> That's, <funny. laughs> That's exactly it. I just feel like everything you said about data is so dead on. And then from there, just finding those brands that are appropriate for your for your core values of your business, of course, that should always be in your mind when you're when you're building your categories and scouting and and of course that's that goes without saying. But when you dive deep into the data I think it's it makes it so that it's a no-brainer for the person who's getting that deck or that email to just make a decision 
and say, yes, this is right. For example, when things come across my desk, I'm a marketing manager as well as a sales manager. When things come across my desk for me to sponsor, sometimes I'll get halfway through the email or I'll get halfway through the deck and I can't find key elements of information. Just top tier things like, How many people are going to be at the event that you want me to sponsor? Who are these people? What's the demo? How old are they? Uh, Where do they live? What do they like? Do they appreciate entertainment, which is which is where I work, I work in an entertainment venue. Do they appreciate entertainment? Are they looking for a place to hang out with their family? No, I, absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we try to dive deep as, as much as we can. Again, understanding your audience, who they are, how do they consume media, the overall college market, lifestyle information, you know, where, where do they shop? What do they buy? You know, all those things are, are things that, like, as you mentioned, you being on the other side as, as, a, as a marketing person, all those things have, uh, you know, something to play in in terms of making a decision. You know, you have several options. So why would you choose that one unless you have, you know, the right audience, the facts, and then you can make an informed decision and then, you know, decide whether it's something you want to invest in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was the best answer. <laughs> those those data points are essential and I think it it makes it so that your your client or your target or your prospect doesn't have to work really hard to justify your sponsorship. They shouldn't have to work to make it make sense. It should come across their desk in this pretty little bow. <laughs> You know what that that might be my next uh, sales tactic, just putting the the decks in little in little bows. You know what we? I wish we had more time because <laughs> I wanted to brag about the story that you told me when you were at Chivas and you sent a jersey to the client and all these fabulous things. Alex was imparting all this yeah. wisdom on me about all the things he used to do when he was in sports. It's 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 the detail star. I mean that's that's what separates things. I mean we. We translated the the, uh, the uh, presentation into Japanese. Um, you know, as you mentioned, we we uh, we customized a a, uh, a jersey with the prospective sponsors logo. I mean, we went all out. I mean, and those those are what those are the little things that will separate you from everyone else. Yes, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about with just making your pitch pitch perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Oh I mean, look, honestly, Star, you get approached by everyone. And, you know, and when we go after sponsors, we, we also realize that several people are approaching them on a daily basis. So we just got to figure out what, again, what makes us different, right? Um, you know, what separates us from the competition, you know, uh, case studies, things that we've done in the past. Uh, we do, you know, video sizzle reels so they can really get an understanding of what the event looks like and how they potentially could be integrated into it. So, you know, all these little details details matter so much. That's so great. I'll say one more little anecdote. Yeah. It's exactly like real estate. When you walk into a house, there's a difference between walking into a fixer-upper and you have to imagine. It's very hard for people to imagine what something could be versus just walking into a house that's renovated, that's staged. You can feel your... You can see yourself living there. There's cookies baking in the oven. That's the difference. That's the oh, difference. absolutely. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Well, awesome. So let's pretend that we have found the right 
company, the audience, the audience and the brand align. Everything makes sense. The data points work and the sale closes. Let's talk about renewals and lasting relationships. Again, to go back to it, you always taught me that relationships are key, that people work with people they like, and I think that is so, so true. I've heard that so many times from every sponsorship or sales or uh, business owner that I've ever talked to. So aside from developing those relationships, which I think just comes down to a couple key things, having a really great personality, being super interested in not just what you can gain from the partnership, but what you can do for the company that you're partnering with or the other person. Yeah. I I think that's really the secret to starting the relationship. But can you just dive a bit deeper into your renewals and and keeping those relationships going? Yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll I'll touch base on on the relationship portion again cuz as you mentioned, you know, to me that's that's a huge Huge, huge thing. It, it relationships are key. Um, so as mentioned, you know, sponsors have several choices where they can spend their money. Sometimes the data shows that the two places equally make sense. And in my opinion, this is where the relationships will help surpass that competition. You know, as you mentioned, a successful partnership is where both parties feel like they got something out of the partnership and it's not one-sided. Personality certainly helps and also being flexible because nothing ever turns out right. Uh, but doing the right thing always does. So attention to details is also important. You want your sponsors to feel appreciated, not just, you know, someone you're taking money from, um, you know, just keeping those relationships alive, alive, you know, you know, we, you, you can give out gifts, things like that. But I personally find, you know, having dinner with your clients is best. It's an opportunity to just let your hair down and not talk shop necessarily. You really get to know more about them personally. And it's a great way to continue and, and just grow that, that relationship and just build rapport. Um, as far as just, you know, how you renew it and you know, what that process looks like for me. Uh, we immediately provide a recap after the sponsorship has been fully executed, Executed, uh, just really reminding them why they decided to partner with us and showcase how we, we were able to meet their marketing objectives. Um, but for the renewal, I do like to give them a little bit of time just to breathe and, and digest our partnership, but I don't want to wait too long because I want to keep those good feelings fresh, which I think facilitate with renewal. Um, and if you did, you know, what you agreed to and you did it the right way, there's a very strong chance of return. That's great. I think sending a recap right after, like you said, just really proves that you did everything that you agreed to in the partnership. It shows you're really professional. It dots the I's and crosses the T's and it keeps you in their mind, the marketing manager is probably so busy with whatever they're working on next. So when you can remind them, hey, I, I did something for you that I promised I was going to do. Look how great it turned out. Look at the crowd you drew. Look at how, like you said, I met your objectives. I think it just shows that there's some investment there to want to work together again. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And you sit on the other side of that desk, right? So you you know exactly, uh, you know, what you're looking for and and you do get busy right so you move on from one event to the other um so you know pictures videos these are really just really cool and friendly reminders of all the things you were able to accomplish together um you know and just the value that you as a partner brought to this event so i uh, you know i think this it's it's again it's it's crucial yeah geez alex i feel like i learned so much from you and i know i've already learned so much from you just being your friend and and working together but you are such a wealth of knowledge, and I'm so glad you came on the show to 
not only to help me brush up on things that I could always use more reminding about, but to help our <laughs> listeners just learn some more things. So with that being said, I have one more question for you, and it's a bit of a heavy hitter. So if you could give okay. – Yeah, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> if you could give a marketing salesperson of any level one piece of advice for landing those perfect partnerships, what would that be? Uh, well, first, you know, it was a pleasure being here with you, Star. I'm, I'm very happy uh, to be here and anything I can do to, you know, help, you know, I'm here. Um, okay. As far uh, advice. I, w- I guess I would tell folks who try to get into an industry that you really feel passionate about. Uh, for someone like me, for example, who loves sports and had a huge affinity for USC, it's an easy sell for me. Uh, my passion shines and it's genuine. Uh, you really need to believe in your product. Otherwise, it's going to be an uphill battle and your sponsors will notice it just as much as they're going to notice that you believe in what you're selling, which is, makes it just easier to secure them and just find the perfect sponsors. So definitely love what you do. Um, you know, uh, it just, it just, again, it radiates when you speak, you know, I, I've, I've had uh, several jobs and I can tell you that when I'm really passionate about something, it just makes it a lot easier because it just, it just, just like, and it, it comes out of you and it resonates with your potential partner. So that, that would be my advice. Definitely do something that you like, um, and, and really just something that you love and have fun with. I love that. That's perfect. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. Again, you've provided so much insight for all of us in such a short time too. Uh, So thanks for sharing your best practices and really breaking it down for us, Alex. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. um, And I'm looking forward to uh, connecting with you again. Yeah, maybe I'll see you at a Trojan game. Ah, you will. (laughs) Wow, you guys. I am so glad that Alex came on the show I mean, just to listen to someone who is that seasoned in not just sales, but a very niche aspect of sales, which is sponsorship, where you get to incorporate marketing and sales all in one while you're creating these customized packages for brands based on their objectives. To hear from someone who does that on a daily basis, that to me is a really, really special conversation. So thank you so much, Alex, for coming on the show. And thank you all for listening. I hope you got as much out of that interview as I did. Thank you for listening to The Creative Strategist. Head over to stardiaries.com slash the creative strategist for notes on today's episode, information about upcoming events, or to nominate a guest for the show. Don't forget to leave a review and share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Thanks again for hitting play. See you next time, creative strategist.